This is Brian from the soon-to-be champion Skybusters, and you are listening to Josh and Gar on the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix on Spotify. It is November 1st, 2022. It is a beautiful Tuesday night, 8 p.m. sharp, and I can't believe it's fucking November already, Josh. Before we know, we're going to be gobbling together. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as almost always, by our other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks out there. Hi, folks. Awfully nice to you, Josh. Uh, don't forget about our lovely Discord. We can chat a live long day. We got Walters in right there, right in there right now, popping off, and Jalen listening live for what I believe might be the first time ever. Who knows? Um, but we appreciate them in the Discord. You can also leave us voicemails. Um, the segment start times are down in the description below if you're listening not live. And thank you at Levi Oki Illustration for all the beautiful art that people can see. Josh, how we darn? Darn. How are you, guy? You know, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you had, obviously, since our last pod, you have had Asher's birthday party. Then you competed, not won, but competed in the uh, the old Beer Olympics 2.0. And then we've had uh, some other crazy stuff pop off. But, you know, how was Saturday for you, pal? It was long. It was a busy day. Um, it was, no one cares about COD servers, but... Um, You're wrong. It was, it, was, it was good. Saturday was long. Um, had to get up early um for the podcast obviously then took the dogs off to um boarding and then went and picked them up and then went at the al's party or dave's party at al's um obviously like you said we uh we competed i'm still not sure how the scoring system worked out with everything i do know that team one tried cheating by counting extra cups in one of the games which um was for negative points uh or not negative points which was for positive points and so we had to you know dock some points there should have been more for the attempt to cheat but um i also don't know what the last game was because i was not it was beer pong but it was like a condensed version of beer pong and yeah yeah, we were waiting for a super long time on Glick and Lictus to get back into the into the gay garage. They did not, and so eventually we decided because we were tied after the team beer pong. So we, we went the, with the Williams brothers, Ben versus Al, head to head, and uh, they did like castle style. So it was like three cups on the bottom, and then one cup stacked on top of that. So it was you know three and one type deal, and you had to make the top cup first. And uh, Al just absolutely mopped the floor with Ben. wasn't even close. I'm not sure Ben made a cup by the time Al was done. Yeah, I left before then, so Asher showed up late, and you know he was a little hammered. Had to get him home. He did make a little appearance. I did see he was working heavy on the bottle there over in the corner. But yeah, team. Uh, I think our team was a, in the end was our team name was Team Yalix, like Yellowhorn GJ. Uh, I mean, if I if I can go on one more little rant here, because I was gonna leave a voicemail for. Um, for Al show, but I never did. Jay Frank was an absolute liability to our team. He's never going to hear this. That's fine. Uh, we could have won that if you know if they went to sat me during Slap Cup. Um, if I would have played Slap Cup and Jay would have sat, we probably would have won straight up there. We went to had gone to overtime, and there was something else. Jay couldn't bounce a fucking quarter to save his life. Literally never got it once after like twenty minutes of trying. So, Flip yeah, cup. Jay Frank was a bit of a liability, but um, you know we still the, the 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 superior team still won. Josh, despite your best efforts, so. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I, <laughs> I yeah. Garlic was not drinking. I was hammered. I was hammered. Um. All right. So yeah, I think we both had a good weekend, and then we'll get into more some of the stuff that's happened since the weekend later. But uh, you ready for Gar's grinder, Josh? Yeah. All right. Let's get right into it. 
Gar's grinder this week. I like to usually find someone who flies under the radar a little bit, someone who maybe not everyone's thinking of, but I have to give all the credit where credit is due this week for Gar's grinder to the Christian McCaffrey reborn. Christian McCaffrey 2.0. A 34-yard passing touchdown, eight receptions for 55 yards and a tud, and then 18 carries for 94 yards and another tud and a partridge in a pear tree. Josh, this guy can literally do it all. Do we think injuries uh, had to do anything with had to do anything with his mental state in Carolina? And will he be the epitome of health now that he's actually on a good team? Um, I mean, I don't know. I I don't think. I mean, it's hard to say with injuries because obviously he's had a few in the in the past few years, um, and and we've known what happens to San Francisco running backs. Um, they can't seem to stay healthy. So I don't know if the double negative cancels that out or what. Um. But no, I mean, he had a great game. Obviously, I had him in one league. Doesn't matter because I would think I went against A.J. Brown, Dante Foreman, and uh, Alvin Kamara. Tough. But um, yeah, so that was my, that's uh, that's kind of, you know, that's, I didn't pay too much attention to it when I saw the score of the game. I didn't really care about his points because I was like, yeah, I'm not going to make up a 100-point deficit. Um, but it was a great game for him. I hope he's back. It's fun to watch when he's back. And yeah good grinder all right hell yeah gar's grinder was cmc moving on to some rants and some raves here josh trades i guess i don't know if you want to talk about anything football over the weekend or if you just want to hop right into talking about them their trades we had quite a few actually leading up uh to the, the deadline today at 3 p.m central yeah you can call it pettiness if you want but the fact that um what's his name um he's your adam, adam schefter yeah. Um he uh I think he tweeted out don't expect to see many trades probably just two today and then right after that the uh, TJ Hawkinson went down and then we saw um Chase Claypool go and so we had like eight trades happen today and it just makes me happy knowing that that baloney phony is just still Mr. Borton. I mean it wasn't eight trades though was it it was Hawkinson it was Claypool it was um uh There were eight total trades Bradley Chubb Bradley Chubb yeah um um, I mean the Chase Edmonds trade down to that was I don't know if that was part of the Bradley Chubb or not, but there there were eight total trades today. I saw it on Reddit. You can't believe stuff you read on the internet, Josh. Gee golly, you should know better. But it was it was an insult to the Green Bay Packers, so I have to believe it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, Green Bay, their name wasn't attached to anyone spectacular. Like obviously Brandon Cooks didn't move, Jerry Judy didn't move, AJ Green <laughs> for some reason was the highest name linked to you guys didn't move. Um, are you dead inside as a Packers fan or I mean you guys are used to it, but do you did you feel like you wanted to make a move or are you happy sitting pat with I mean, you know, Samare T Ryan or Two Ryan or Turi or however the fuck you oh. Say his name and yeah, and then uh, you yeah. know Romeo Dubs. Uh, well, I mean, you left out Claypool because apparently Green Bay Packers made an offer to Pittsburgh for Claypool. The Probably same exact same, compensation. I mean, okay, no, okay, it was the same. I don't it want... came out as the same exact compensation as Chicago's, but they said we believe Green Bay's pick will be later in the draft than Chicago's because Green Bay is going to win the Super Bowl. All right, Josh, but let's... I might be paraphrasing. I'm going to cut you off, though, just because we... How many times have we heard that, quote-unquote, Green Bay was in the discussion or Green Bay had made an offer and maybe the compensation was the same, maybe it was both the second round or whatever, but how many times have we found out that Green Bay is, quote-unquote, in the conversation, but they offer, like, oh, they offer the vet men, they offer a conditional seventh rounder, like, they're, quote-unquote, in the conversation, but they always send the most lowest of balls of offers, allegedly couple times i mean that was what the 
OBJ is the one that comes to mind last year. That's really the only thing, but he was a free agent. It wasn't a trade. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, that's really it because Devontae Adams, they offered more than what the Raiders were offering. Um, and then with the Claypool one, they made it sound like it was the exact same as what Chicago was offering. They just went with Chicago. All right. But I mean, guys, what do you think then moving away from the Packers, um, the TJ Hawkinson trade, what do you think about the impact there? Uh, you probably don't care about too many of the other trades, but Bradley Chubb, do the, do the Bears win a couple more games with Claypool? Or what do you think about the rest of the trades? Uh, I, I guess I'm not too... F- I guess I'd I'd have question marks on uh, the Claypool trade for the Bears. Um, obviously, he's better than what they have at receiver, so he should be able to contribute. But he also has the whole, um, you know, he's only a what third year receiver. So why why are they so quick to move on from him? Um, you know, he they, they go, yeah. So I mean, if that's the case, then why why get excited over it? Uh, the T.J. Hawkinson thing. That's an, I mean, that was solid trade. Um, I do think that it, like I mentioned in the Discord, it gets kind of inflated because of the whole fantasy's perspective. He's a top, you know, top six tight end in fantasy. Um, but we don't, you know, that's not all that goes into it. I mean, there's there's running backs and quarterbacks out there that are, you know, top five, top ten, but they're not um, worth anything in the grand scheme of things. You know, Blake Bortles was a top ten quarterback one year, and you know it was just garbage ten points. Baker Mayfield, number one overall quarterback. Yeah, sure. Um, but, uh, you know, I do think it makes the team better with Irv Smith going down as far as, you know, comparisons, maybe less drops coming. Um, but Kirk Cousins, I think I saw it was ranked 30th in uh, pass attempts to the tight end and 32nd in pass yards downfield to tight ends. So who knows um, if that changes? I don't know why they change the scheme halfway through when they're six and one, but um we'll I mean, find but out. that i mean we're just talking about like in his and jesus christ i'm stuttering a lot to you in kirk cousins tenure here he's had what kyle rudolph um chris herndon for one game tyler conklin or whoever i mean when jordan reed and kirk cousins were on the field together jordan reed was getting peppered dude yeah it's fair uh but since then uh kirk's been you know eating that pizza ranch getting the greasy things um so actually no we know he dabs the grease off with a napkin um gotta watch his figure conklin uh, was a good receiving tight end thank still, you Walters. still is for the jets yeah debatable um but uh yeah i mean we'll see it'll be funny it'll be fun to watch i guess for for minnesota fans it'll be funny to watch for packers fans um, when when they trot out Samaje Torre and uh, Romeo Dubs for two thousand yard seasons apiece, um, I mean it's it's inevitable, garlic. I don't know if you noticed, but Green Bay put up the most yards against the Buffalo Bills defense uh, this year uh, than any other team so far. And that's coming off a of bye, and that's you know the number one defense. Apparently, um, they scored seventeen, which was five points over expectation. Uh, they held them to twenty seven, so technically it's a win because they were ten and a half point underdogs. So Come on, come on, Paffle, get to it. <laughs> uh, do you have anything else for the rant and rave? Do you want to talk about how much the Packers stink, or you want to move on? No, Packers don't stink. Easily uh, the best three and four team in the NFL. Aren't they three and five? Yeah, one of those losses doesn't count. Okay. All right, we will move on to the weekly recap. Josh, I was giving you a little fluff. I was giving you a little fluff job. I was a fluffer pre-show, but why don't you go ahead and tell the people about how salty your grain of salt really is? 
and to open it still you go first oh my god all right my grain of salt i continue to absolutely stink you know i don't need to i don't need to say the same thing every week but i'm a yo-yo player and this is not my year i'm a down yo this year i was three and five head to head last week overall just straight up head to head i am 30 and 34 this year in my eight leagues so that's you know i'm betting four six nine and then if i'm uh, playing every league or if i'm playing every team in every league every week using the intellectual property of josh allen Alan Bunker Incorporated. I am 325 and 404. So bet, betting 44 6 down there. That's absolutely disgusting. I only have one team that's in the positive percentage here. That's my um what that's my BSB team, and I'm betting 693 out there. 61 wins, 27 losses if I were to play every team every week. And that's just absolutely brutal, Josh. This is not my year. Um my deflate these balls league finally went negative i'm 43 and 45 there and then what's my other dynasty league oh no my dynasty league is the hood league that i'm not counting so just absolute trash up and down my entire fantasy season it's depressing i don't know why people still listen well i'll tell you why it's because i'm also a part of this podcast and i went five and one last week uh bringing my overall leagues to 34 and 14 which is just shy of 71 percent winning um win percentage my uh property intellectual property josh allen bunker inc of is um currently sitting at 267 and 173 for a 60.68 win percent um i am in the hidden oaks dynasty i'm winning 78 percent of the games um in victoria's secret i i would be 59 and 29 against everybody um i'm positive that everyone except for deflate these balls but i do have a winning record in that league so i will take it um yeah things are things are looking okay for me right now and i can't wait for the inevitable fall apart in week 13 and 14 <laughs> love it um then this uh, this is obviously a very random like aside but this is why i think reading the intellectual po- property of josh allen bunker incorporated i think that's why i fucking called your dad allen <laughs> on saturday i was just like really? alan, alan's <laughs> always associated to like you in my head and uh, i don't know but yeah just alan was in my mind and then i think that's why i called your dad alan so that was that was a bit of that was a bit of a, a chuckler on saturday um any, anything else to say about your fantasy season josh you feel i mean obviously you've talked about it. you're doing pretty good overall um but how, how do you feel do you feel as good as you're doing um so i remember a couple weeks ago i was saying my team is an absolute sham in the redraft league for hidden oaks yep. uh just because i was eking out wins by half point against like the second lowest scoring team in the league yep. um and now that james robinson's out of the picture and Ramon J. Stevenson seems to have taken the lead back role in, as far as checkdowns go, in a PPR league. Um, I'm I'm sitting I'm I'm sitting okay with that league. I'm not too upset. Plus, I've got Justin Fields, who I don't know if you noticed, but I put him in against you, and. We, I mean, I know you just love to rip Justin Fields after how much I was touting him last year, but he uh, he turned it on last week, and I think that they're going to start utilizing him a little bit more, like Jalen Hurts. Um, and so I don't know if I'm going to drop him. I might just leave him in the starting role and get Justin Herbert, you know, some some rest for the playoffs. I mean, to be fair, Josh, you you drafted him in the draft way sooner than he needed to last year, and he was on your team for like five weeks in a row. You named your team Field of Dreams, or whatever it was, Field Goals, or so, it has something to do like something uh, like Lambeau that. Field. That what sort of was Lambeau Field, and I think you just kept him on your team because you want to change your name, and you eventually dropped him, and I think you started winning a game or two, but. You, how would you do in the redraft league last year, Josh? Really good. Oh well, if you're not first, you're last, and it's uh, <laughs> okay. So you and I tied. It's one then. of those things. So yeah, we tied for last place along with uh, 13 other folk. Uh huh. I mean, it'd be 11 other folk, but yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Would it be? Yeah, if it's you and me, 
And then 11 others? That'd be 13 no, total. because we're all a bunch of losers. <laughs> well, everyone but Brian. And the two people that left are losers. Okay. Um, those are our grains of salt. I'm doing absolutely garbage. I've, I And deflate these balls, I didn't. I mean, I won... I think I won with the third lowest score, or whatever it was, or maybe that was the BSB league. I don't. I don't remember. They're all crossing streams at this point, but it doesn't matter. I fucking I, stink at fantasy. You shouldn't listen to me. I was getting in my car to drive up to make sure you didn't shoot yourself when um, Big Kick Mick missed that field goal, and I you I saw you were down by like one point five. And, well, and I knew well, that the, the game started. Amari Cooper. All right, Amari Cooper. Like one of the first plays of the game. Throw, I'm like down by what seven or whatever it was. I was like, all right, Coop and Big McMick, Big Kickmick. I should be able to make up this deficit. And then he throws a pick, so he's negative two. And then Mick misses a field goal, so it's like, I'm okay, I'm down three points already. Ugh. And then he missed another extra point. That was a rough night. We we got it done. Literally, Holy it, shit. Literally a third down, like bombed the Cooper saved your saved your game, and I'm just sitting there. I was like, oh, thank goodness for that, because I did not want to have to drive an hour and a half or however long it takes to get out there. <laughs> Three and a half. To, well, for you, probably two and a half. Yeah, I didn't want to have to drive that far out there. Just do a wellness check. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to the FanDuel grain of salt here, so we can keep her moving. Um, FanDuel top three this week in terms of fantasy points: Alvin Kamara. Absolutely walked all over the Las Vegas Raiders. Three touchdowns on his way to 38.3 fantasy points. A.J. Brown, 36.6 fantasy points. And CMC, the passing, the catching, the rushing, 36.26. Then we've got the top three values. Tony Pollard. Josh, I know you called him out, but then like 10 people had him in their lineups because, I mean, you know, it's a backup running back in the starting role. Anyways, he was a 5.3 times value. Love to see a lot of people uh, run up their scores this week. Deonta Foreman, he was a 5.x times value with uh, Chuba Hubbard being out and then Alvin Kamara yet again makes this top three with a 4.9 times value top three weekly totals Lolo loves football at 185.5 and Walters had asked me if that's a record that is not a record Derek did higher than that last year Elena happy camper 162.7 so we've got two women in the top two roles this week and then Mihoff Jack again making an appearance in the top three with 160.24 you go into the top three of the leaderboard it looks nothing like it did early on we've got Jack up top as the only player to have cracked a thousand so far of the Elena jumps right into second place with uh, 975.66 and then Walters drops down to 954.18 I guess I didn't even see if maybe Carmel Bear could have just missed a lineup and who knows but you know we for a long time we saw Carmel Bear Walters and I forget who the third was Derek and now we've got a completely new not completely new leaderboard because Walters is still hanging on but Derek and Carmel Bear have been sent packing so how do you feel Josh I think you're in like eighth or something I'm in 10th I believe and a couple people have missed matchups here and there, so it won't be a complete, complete leaderboard until probably week 12, week 13, as people catch up and have all 10 of their scores. But how are you feeling? Well, feeling optimistic that every once in a, that I'm going to hit hit gold every once in a while. I mean, it doesn't help that you know 195 and 160 um, happens every week. Um, I'm staying consistent around that 120, 130, 140 range um, after a few duds. Um, so if I can stay consistent in there and maybe sabotage a few points by calling uh, Mr. Duel himself and having uh, him change some scores, I'd be I'd be okay. <laughs> Mr. Duel. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. But yeah, shout out to Jackie, Lena, and Walters who are currently in the top three places and are in the money, but there are still 10 weeks to go. Um I think that's all we got for the weekly recap, Josh. Would you like to, and obviously no medical minute this week, would you like to go ahead and uh, intro me for the hood lines unless you're feeling really ambitious to do them yourself? No, I'm going to let you handle it because reading is one of those things that I don't like doing and can't do because words is diff. 
Um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll transition right into the hoodlines. Brought to us by Skybusters. For those of you that don't know, Skybusters is the product that breaks the sky. Pew pew pew. Hoodlines. Tonight. Pack Lives Matter refuses to hand over documents over allegations of misuse of charitable donations, trumping all over the fairly elected leadership. Bradley finds himself with a scrunchy face after Big Tony runs his dick all over Brad in a crushing defeat. What'll they do about it? Four failures of men who struggle to 69 decide to 6 and 10 instead. Jefferson and Taylor, seen hanging with Mr. Cooper, caught with their junk all tied at the bottom of a hot chub. Jesus Christ, that was a mouthful. <coughs> and our main story tonight, it's always the quiet ones you have to watch out for. Your friendly neighborhood CPA emasculates fellow league males in under-the-table deal that gained many points for his firm. All that and more, right now. Hoodlines. How do I feel, Josh? I feel like I'm struggling more and more to write them each week. Uh, yeah, I don't. I guess I didn't get the. I got. I like number two. I didn't get mine. Um, I didn't have. I don't know about documents of allegations of misuse of charitable donations. Oh, I get it. <laughs> Brett Favre. <laughs> Who's to say? It has a lot um, more penis than needed to be. I don't know, Josh. Or I don't know, Walters. You can never have enough penis in my book. Yeah, no, I mean, I liked uh, Cooper got their junk all tied up in the bottom of a hot chub. That was a good play on words. Yeah, four um, of us are six and ten, dude. That was brutal. What's the your friendly neighborhood CPA? That's Eric Samansky. He's an accountant. He's a CPA. Oh, I didn't know that. See, that's just one of those, you know, it's a high-level joke that I didn't uh, didn't understand because I don't understand jobs. Um, having never had a real one in my life. Um, yeah, Eric's a certified public accountant. He currently has the most points for in the league, so that's kind of what I was trying to go for there. Oh, well, you know, good for him. Yeah. Is he in first? He is in second. Derek has one more win than him. Oh. Don't we rip his dean? I mean, we rip. I mean, Walters. If you're not, if you're not getting ripped, you're not even in the league. That'd be disappointing. Um, one other, mm-hmm. one other note here for the hood lines, though, for or at least for the hood section. Uh, the side bet this week was tandem rushing. I'm getting back on top of the side bets. I had slacked for a couple weeks there, but tandem rushing was won by the Jesse Ray Morissette with his um, Derrick Henry and his Raheem Mostert. Uh, Derrick Henry, of course, put up 219. Watching highlights of Derrick Henry doesn't look fair because Derrick Henry towers over every. Every single defensive person in the secondary, even most linebackers these days with how the game has gone to small and speedy, Derrick Henry looks absolutely giant um, when he's already in the second level rushing for the touchdown. But 219 yards out of Henry, and then Raheem Mostert puts up 64, so Jesse got a total of 283. I do believe Elena, or not Elena, uh, Nikita was actually pretty close. She had, um, I'll just scroll to the right here. I think she had like 260, 270 She had 274. Uh, so I thought Jesse, obviously, Jesse did end up winning with 219 out of Henry but Nikita had both Aaron Jones and Tony Pollard who put up 143 and 131 and then Josh you had ETN with 156 so I mean we had four people over 200 which I thought was crazy yeah I was pretty happy with mine when I saw it because I was like Aaron Jones isn't gonna rush her over 100 yards against Buffalo um and then he did um but then and so I was like oh wow Nikita has a chance of winning and I hadn't heard anything about Derrick Henry's day and then I saw Derrick Henry 219 and I was just like oh 
Sorry, Nikita. <laughs> uh, but yeah, some interesting stats here because I believe uh, there's some people out there who enjoy the stats. So Jesse, as a league member, he's the last active member to have won his second side bet. So now the only people who have won one side bet, I don't I guess I don't have it in front of me, but I'm pretty sure it's like Jordan and Robin. Um, and they were only in the league for one year apiece, or maybe Jordan was in there for two. But Jesse is the last currently active member to win, who have won his second side bet um, with this week's win. And this is actually the first time Jesse has taken money out of the league since 2019 when he won the week five side bet that year so between the week five side bet of 2019 and the week eight side bet of 2022 jesse hasn't taken a penny out of this league and we love him for it to be honest so uh big shout out to jesse and uh another one other fun facts i was just going through the stats here in 2021 so last year's season jesse was literally the only league member league member to not get a single dollar back so everyone had won a side bet or won the survey pot or one first second third whatever the case is jesse was the only person to not get a um a dollar back um and to answer uh, your, oh, go ahead josh oh i was gonna say to answer your question walters yes we did have somebody in the league who managed to avoid winning a side bet all the way up until i believe this season uh i won my first one was it last year or maybe no it was this year i don't know if i've won two or three but um yeah i was no, no, i was the one at zero for a long time yeah because you're you're freaking out that uh um because you're like nobody wants to win this side bet because it was the biggest drop off of points and then yeah. that happened yep. that was the one i won love it for me uh all right but yeah, those were the hoodlines lines by the sky busters shout out to beep, beep, Brian for busting them skies week in and week out josh we don't have anything in the worthy worthy waiver section but we can just pull up our apps real cook or the website anyone you're peppering on the apps this week i know you're out of both the guillotines unfortunately i don't even say it that to hate on you but it just means you're paying less attention to players that who aren't normally available but looking at the trend players i mean rondell warren's probably owned and Kenyon drake was probably still a, a tie over isaiah likely is that someone you're targeting even if it sounds like mark andrews is supposed to remain healthy or do you think uh, isaiah likely will not be you know looked at by you um i probably won't look at him just because i'm i'm okay with the tight ends that i have kyle pitts is gonna be last week was now his new floor so i think that that's <laughs> gonna be a good thing um and then um I have Taysom Hill, who, you know, he's he's going to get his every once in a while. He didn't have that big of a week, but he did get a touchdown, so I'll take it. Um, and then I'm trying to think of the other leagues. I have Mark Andrews in another league. But so, I think Isaiah Likely is definitely worth a gander because they did go to him often, so they might try to include him a little bit more nowadays, um, especially now that they don't have Rashad Bateman for a little bit. Um, and when you just see Isaiah Likely, I was like, huh, that's a weird wide receiver. And I saw Likely, and I was like, huh, he's a little dude. Because you see guys like Kelsey and um, you just see the big body tight ends and then he just looks like a lanky wide receiver. All right, what about Brock Wright? I know we just t- you already kind of said you don't really need tight ends, but Brock Wright, he was allegedly the backup for TJ Hawkinson. Obviously, they didn't get a tight end back on the deal, so someone has to play starting tight end for the Lions. Uh, no, nobody's going to play. I think Jared Goff is. Oh, he might. All right, but so no one you're really interested in this week? No uh, QBs you're streaming or defenses or you know nothing like that? Uh, no, I've got Philly in almost every league, I think, except for like our dynasty ones. Well, I'll brag about it, dude. Yeah, I will. Thank you. All right. Other than that, maybe Caleb Huntley, if he's not owned, most likely he is in most leagues. Um, Ronnie Rivers got some touches last week. Who? And then whichever team goes up against uh, Green Bay, (laughs) if you want to get negative (laughs) points, because they're going to go off. 
Right. All right. Well, those are the worthy waivers. Not a whole lot uh, going on this week. And, uh, you know, we got Casey and the Chargers were on a bye last week, which I know hit a lot of people, but they're back. And I couldn't even tell you who's on the bye this week. So I think the Giants and someone else are, there's probably, you know, four teams, but I really have no idea. But all right. Moving on there, Josh. We've got, well, I guess even before I hit the outro, do we have obituaries? He's in Dallas. This, oh, okay. So, yeah, there we go. Um, but, I mean, this is the outro, I guess. Do we have obituaries? Are you going to try and throw something together? Do we even bother playing the sad music? Or otherwise, I can just outro and then say peace out. But uh, well, We didn't get any negative feedback from me just winging it last week. So, here, yeah, I'll give it a shot. I think Jay deserves a, a rightful obituary. All right. Uh, so I'll go ahead and let you do that. Before we do that, though, before we get into the obituaries, I do want to thank everyone for listening. Obviously, we love doing this, and we do it for ourselves as a hobby. But I never, you know, I never want to be afraid to show appreciation every now and again. So everyone who listens, we thank you so much. Um, you know, again, we make it for ourselves, and we won't do it if we didn't have fun. But it's always nice to have a a group of listeners that come along for the ride with us. So we appreciate everyone who listens week in and week out, or who can pop in here and there. Um, whatever you can do is good to us. Don't forget about the Discord if you'd like to keep chatting. Today we were popping off based on the trades and this and that um we will see you guys saturday morning and next tuesday so i'll probably go on the soapbox a little bit saturday morning not not quite a soapbox josh would murder me but you know next tuesday is election day and so election day will probably pass by most people before uh, our podcast next tuesday night but you know make sure you go out and vote you know if you haven't learned anything about your candidates yet go ahead and do some research on uh, your local election i voted uh, i think a month ago at this point so um if you haven't voted yet get ready to vote by next tuesday and uh yeah it's uh it's part of your civil duty so i appreciate everyone who votes and i would encourage you to vote even if you don't agree with me but um yeah voting is important to, to keep this country moving so with that josh i will go ahead and we'll change the mood here because is trump available to vote for <laughs> i mean you can write him in if you'd like um and go ahead and hit your go packers real quick and then uh, and then we'll change the mood here go packers with that we're sad because week in and week out no matter who it is it almost is going to be me i have five total near-death experiences and i got one in both guillotine leagues this week but i'm still alive and you know as someone as close to death as i am i feel the need to honor our the need to honor our honor our fallen comrades is they just keep dropping left and right and it's not fair and it's not right that i'm still here and they're gone but it's okay to be sad sometimes, Josh, and here's some sad music, and you can honor the fallen who have left us yet again. R.I.P. in peace, 9-5-2022 to 10-31-2022. J. Tim Tebow's Marble Gargler, Frank. You were a tall guy. Some may say the Coon Rapids Bradley. Lanky, gangly, uncoordinated as all get out. Yet we loved you. We cherished your wit, your humor, your lack thereof, both of those above. We know that you had a difficult time managing your team with a child and a child on the way. Yet you still shone through seven, eight, seven weeks it was the eighth that proved to be too difficult as your fill of bitter honeys and almond joys set you over the edge and you ran down the streets shouting why why is there coconut and candy why (laughs) at that point a fed up Hawaiian 
in a bolo t-shirt said yo no soy espanol pew 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 r.i.p. in peace j tim tebow's marble guard griller frank r.i.p. in peace 9520 to 1031 2022 tosh tilo loves football verk i only i honestly don't know too much about him he's engaged to lorissa or lolo he's an india indian um, and I think he played adult soccer for a bit. He works for casinos, so he's known to cheat. Um, they live in Pennsylvania, which is also known to cheat. So it's a surprise he got eliminated at this point in the season and didn't win it all twice somehow. He was playing with the house's money, as per usual, for casinos. But it just so happened to be his own house's money. Now, Tosh and his bride-to-be are living on the streets due to him losing their house and their money. Go Packers, Finn. Thank you for your patronage.